0: There is so much I like and admire about Sinead, it's hard to know where to begin. I admire her courage in leaving engineering to pursue something she's more passionate about, even if it means she earns less money or has less secure job prospects. I admire her quiet confidence. If she were a superhero, she'd be Denzel from The Equalizer. On the surface, a calm and peaceful soul who can, at the drop of a hat, absolutely wreck you at woodworking if you're foolish enough to underestimate her. And I admire that never in a million years would she even think about actually doing it, because she's too kind and self-effacing. I loved Sinead's definition of what a sacred object is, something that evokes deep feelings and precious memories. It's a definition which recognizes that real happiness can only come from the relationships we forge and the experiences we have during the short time we are on this earth, not the objects we extract from it. Sinead's is an incredibly insightful and hopeful perspective. The world needs more of that. Here's my interview with Sinead Ocean. All right, so please introduce yourself.
1: Uh, My name is Sinead Ocean, and I'm 21.
0: Great. Could you speak a little bit louder? (laughs) That's all right. So Sinead, what is your professional and educational background before you uh, applied to the fine furniture program?
1: Um, Well, I took wood shop in high school, so that's kind of when I started getting into wood and stuff. Um, But after high school, I went to university for engineering. I did that for two years um and i just kind of hated it so i jumped out um and now i'm here yeah why did you hate it um it's all very theoretical and i kind of wanted to actually like make something um i think i knew that i wanted to do that from the beginning but my family is very academic so i kind of went the academia route um but yeah i mean i like math and physics and all that so i was like good at it but um I couldn't really see myself doing it.
0: and your parents are academics, right? They're professors.
1: Uh, my mom is a professor, yeah.
0: How did they react when you told them you were leaving college?
1: Really? Chill. yeah. Um, I was homeschooled, so my mom has never had like a traditional view of education. Um, so it was pretty easy. I think she just I mean both my parents just wanted me to do what I wanted to do. so
0: how did you feel being homeschooled?
1: I liked it. It was
0: Was it just you and your mom? It was
1: me, and my sister. Um It was a little isolating at times, but I think it was the right choice for me. I don't think I would have had a very nice time in public school. Why not? Um I I don't know. I, I have ADHD, so I like I don't like doing things if they're not interesting to me and I I can't like sit still for that long. Um but We lived on a farm, so I could just, like, run around all day. And if I was into space, then I would be learning about space. And then we kind of just tailored everything to what I was into at the time.
0: Where was the farm?
1: Uh, In Arrington, which is near Coombs, kind of mid-island. What kind of farm? Uh, Hobby farm. We had alpacas. We had chickens. We were big into 4-H. So we had um, lots of birds, turkeys, um, peacocks, (laughs) dogs, cats, goats uh, yeah.
0: What kind of, well, you sort of already answered this a little bit, but if you wanted to elaborate, uh, what other kinds of trade or artistic background did you have before entering the fine furniture program? I think, I I know you play music or you Mm -hmm. sing. Mm -hmm. So any additional artistic experience?
1: Um, well, when I was a kid, one of our neighbors was a blacksmith and he had his workshop on our property so i since i was probably like nine or ten i would be out there working with him so i kind of learned some metalworking, forging kind of stuff um yeah and then i took metal shop in high school um do music i've done a lot of fiber arts what um, are fiber arts like weaving knitting spinning we had alpacas so we had a lot of fiber um so, yeah, that would be like my main medium, I guess. But I've also done glass work, um, mostly like lamp work beads, but I've done a little bit of glass blowing. And I kind of just like everything. <laughs> so, I've done like a little bit of everything.
0: So, why, in that case, why did you choose fine furniture as opposed to uh, welding or ceramics or, you know, a more intensive weaving class or music? Why enroll in fine furniture of all the of the crafts and trades that you have experience in
1: um i mean i don't really think i've like chosen this as like my one thing i'm going to do i kind of just see it as like this is what i want to learn more about right now um but i think at the time that i was applying i i mean i had been doing like very theoretical mathy sciencey stuff for a long time and i just wanted to like build something with my hands. <laughs> and so wood seemed like a good medium for that and I really liked how art space this program was um as opposed to like carpentry or welding or something like that. Um Yeah, I get excited by design and stuff like that. So it felt like a good like meeting place of wood and designing and just something new.
0: So uh some of your other students have strong feelings about this. <laughs> I don't know if you do or not, but how do you feel about the pipe trades?
1: I mean, they're probably making more money than we are, so I'll <laughs> power to
0: them. A lot more money.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've thought about maybe I should have done that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think maybe you might do another program after this one, like pipe trades or welding or electrical or something?
1: I think so. I was thinking about doing the women in trade sampler. Great.
0: Um,
1: I don't know. I just want to like, I want to know how to do everything, yeah. so...
0: It'd be nice to know how to do everything.
1: Yeah, just a little
0: bit. What kind of friendships have you made in fine furniture? If you have made friendships, and if so, what, what kinds?
1: Um, yeah, we have a nice little camaraderie in like my bench pod, um, me and Dustin and Dan. I like the banter there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe less than I was expecting. I kind of thought there would be more people my age. Um, how old are you? I'm 21.
0: Um,
1: but I like... I don't know. I like that everyone's at a different stage and there's some really good conversations that happen.
0: Like what? Conversations about what?
1: Oh, I don't know. Everything. I mean, politics, like you bring up that all the time, which I like. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. Just like everyone has done a lot of things before they came here. And I like hearing everyone's stories.
0: What has been your best experience in fine furniture so far? And that can be a project or a conversation or a friendship, uh, a lesson, you know, however you want to define it.
1: I think just, like, looking back on where I was when I started and then seeing what I can do now. Like, at the beginning, I was so scared to use a table saw. And now I can just, like, walk up to it, change the blade, do all the things, and I, like, don't even think about it. And, like, now doing my chair, all the designing that I've been doing – And now like looking at this thing that I'm actually building, like, okay, I thought all these things in my head, but now I can like actually make it real. And I think it's really cool to have that skill set. And yeah.
0: Can you describe that feeling a little bit more? Because I've, I've experienced the same thing where at a certain point, I just stand back in awe at how much I've learned. Can you tell me a little bit more about how that feels or when you first felt that way or... Uh, what uh, what it was in response to
1: yeah i don't know if i can remember when it was it kind of just like gradually happened because like at the beginning i was not very confident in myself like in my skills at all because i don't know i just figured everyone else had more experience than me um but just kind of like slowly along the way realizing like oh i don't need to ask sandra how to do that i just know how to do it and it just i don't know i feel really proud of myself and my confidence in what I can do is really grown a lot and that feels really good.
0: Has that increased confidence carried over to other aspects of your life?
1: Ooh, I have not thought about that. I think so. Probably. Yeah. I think just Since like the program started. Yeah. Um, I think before I started the program, I've always wanted to do like trades kind of things. And I always felt like, well, no one's going to take me seriously. Like I'm just a little girl. I don't know what I'm doing, but, I think now, like, I feel like, no, I have something to offer, and I do know what I'm doing, and I feel like thinking about, because after the program, I want to travel, and I'm thinking about doing, like, work away or woofing kind of things, Um, and now, like, yeah, I feel more confident going to someone and being like, okay, these are my skills that I have, like, I have something to offer you, Um, Yeah.
0: What has been your most frustrating or dispiriting experience thus far? And again, you can define experience any way you want.
1: Um, Definitely this chair with the (laughs) compound angle mortises.
0: Could you talk a little bit more about that for for people who have no idea uh, what the words you just (laughs) used mean?
1: So I have this Uh, The legs of my chair are sticking out in two different directions, basically, so I have a rail and the leg is gonna go into it, um, but I need to drill a hole for the leg to go into. So this requires drilling it on a drill press and tilting the table of the drill press two different directions. Um, And it took me like two days to figure out how to do it, and it was so frustrating. And then I got to the end and sandra's like no you got to do this again so now yesterday not yesterday well friday and today i have spent all day again trying to do this and like the the drill press keeps moving like i tighten it as much as i think i can and then it just like shifts again and i think i finally got it but it is like definitely the one thing that's like made me want to give up (laughs) the most
0: (laughs) defeated by the drill press um what part of the curriculum has affected you the most and why mm-hmm. and again affected could mean made you think the hardest changed your skills made you reflect on your abilities or made you question your abilities
1: yeah i think um definitely like the art history stuff we've been doing has been huge cuz i've always been really interested in art and design but i didn't really have any sort of vocabulary to talk about it or understand it. And now I feel like, you know, I can look at something and kind of understand the time period that it was built in and like the context. And um, yeah, I just have more of a vocabulary to even like think about things like that. Um, I think also like the finishing stuff really affected me because I didn't realize how toxic yeah. everything is <laughs> and it gave me a lot of anxiety while we were like in that part of the course. Because I was like, I don't want to like work with all these chemicals that are going to kill me. And is this the only option? And That really stressed me out.
0: Do you feel uh, like you show stress? And I'm asking because you've mentioned a couple times about different parts of the course that stress you out, Mm -hmm. which I don't doubt. But every time I look over there, (laughs) you are as cool as a cucumber. (laughs) So I'm just curious if you think that you're demonstrating stress more than somebody like me who looks across the room and sees Sinead just <laughs> plugging away with, uh, you know, with that deadly assassin look on her face. <laughs>
1: um, interesting. I always thought that I, I, I would put out stress. Um, I I don't know. I, I guess it like, I tend to kind of keep things in. So I'm I guess that's why i just kind of spiral in my head instead of like getting frustrated um but definitely with this drill press thing i've been like i don't know i just like move faster and i'm just like i don't know i think that's definitely been stressing me out
0: do you keep things in on purpose is that a learned behavior or is that intentional behavior
1: i don't think it's intentional and i've definitely been like working on it a lot <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of subconscious. I don't really want to bother anyone. So
0: (laughs) what do form and function mean to you now that we've spent a couple different classes and a couple projects reviewing those concepts and how has this class affected how you feel about those concepts?
1: Yeah. I don't know if the the class has changed how I feel about it, but again, just like given me vocabulary to like, think about it um i don't think that they're able to be separated like i don't know i like functional art and so
0: what do you mean by functional art
1: like a chair like that's art and you can use it or like a vase or like a mug like ceramic things that are art but you can use them for a purpose like i don't really like knickknacks or i mean visual art i like but i i don't know it doesn't like get me stoked that, like i was gonna
0: ask you what about paintings or, or photographs
1: yeah i don't know it's not something that i am very skilled at or like to do um do I, you
0: have paintings or photographs in your room
1: yeah lots yeah i don't know i guess that would be one thing but like i don't know like sculpture i don't really get but i think if you're going for me if i'm going to make something that functions part of the function is that it has to be beautiful so I think, for me, they're kind of inseparable.
0: Has the program changed at all how you feel about art and or how you feel about trade?
1: Hmm. Um, I think just like learning more about art and art history and stuff has just given me like a deeper appreciation for things because I can I don't just like look at a thing and then think, oh, that's nice. Like I can actually (laughs) think about where it came from um, and why it was made. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I've changed the way I think about trade craft. Maybe just a a deeper appreciation for how much work goes into everything.
0: Did you have any of these sorts of similar experiences during your engineering program in terms of how you thought about art or how you thought about Trade. How you thought about using your hands? Is this completely dissimilar to sort of the emotional experience of, of engineering?
1: Yeah, I'd say it was. So? I mean, this um, the skills that I learn in engineering. I mean, I didn't go very far, so it was mostly just like calculus. Two years, though, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's half. That's yeah, half I guess away. so.
1: It's fifty percent of the way. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I I think it just like me in very different ways and not ways that I enjoyed, whereas here I'm very challenged and I enjoy it and I enjoy fixing the problems and overcoming the things, whereas when I'm, like, staring at a calculus problem, it's satisfying to figure it out, but less satisfying than, like, having something I built in front of me that I can see.
0: Is it the tactile nature that makes it more, makes that feeling more satisfying in fine furniture than in calculus the fact think that so. you can lay your hand on it
1: yeah i think i'm a very tactile person and i like being able to feel things and i like the textures of things and yeah
0: so you already sort of answered this um but you know i did my research paper on william morris mm-hmm. who is the founder one of the founders of the arts and crafts movement in England, Mm -hmm. but also was a flaming socialist. (laughs) And he defined art as the individual expression of the laborer through their labor. And more specifically for him, art was the pleasure that people Mm -hmm. took in their labor. Mm -hmm. So you were saying just now about, you know, the combination of aesthetic value and form. For William Morris, anything could be art. A desk could be art, a clipboard could be art, a hat could be art. If the maker invested the process of making it with passion and enjoyed that process, and that is art for William Morris, Hmm. how do you feel about that definition?
1: Yeah, I like that. I think I would would agree.
0: Would you change it? Would you refine it at all? Would you add Uh, anything to it? Subtract anything from it?
1: (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think... I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that idea of thinking about things that people might not consider. I mean, some, most people probably don't consider furniture art. Um, but when you actually look at how much goes into it and yeah.
0: Before we started in January, what did art mean to you? What was art Mm -hmm. for you way back in not January, September, way back in <laughs> way back in September, what was art to you?
1: I think art kind of scared me. I hadn't really ever let myself like get close to it, or I don't know. I kind of like my dad is an artist, and my sister is very artistic. And I guess it kind of intimidated me. And so I kind of I wasn't naturally good at it. So I thought I'm going to stick to the stuff I know. I'm going to do math and science. And I kind of like secluded myself from artistic inclination I guess I don't know I say that but then I was also like very crafty and doing fiber arts and stuff and glass and all that but I think like I never thought of myself as an artist and it was always like I thought you had to draw things on paper to like be an artist um and I couldn't do that so I was like well no art's just not for me but I think now yeah I feel like the definition of art has like expanded. Um, and I do see myself as an artist now, which feels really cool.
0: What kind of artists are your sister and father?
1: Um, like visual art. My dad's a graphic designer. Cool. Um, and my sister's just good at drawing, <laughs> yeah.
0: Has your ability to relate to them changed at all? Mm. Since now you are more confident in your own artistic expression?
1: Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Um,
0: Or even just your feelings about them and what they do.
1: Yeah, I think I'm just like less hard on myself. Like I feel like I'm on par just in my own field, I guess.
0: Has your family, your sister, your dad, your mom, anybody, uh, you have a partner, I think, Mm -hmm. your partner ever mentioned that they've noticed a, a change in your confidence or how you talk about things or just your day-to-day demeanor having gone through nine months of fine furniture
1: (laughs) yeah my partner definitely has um they were the one who was noticing like i talk about art a lot more and i get excited about talking about art and they had like a pretty um intensive like artistic educational background um so there's all these things that, like, I was interested in but didn't know how to discuss. And now we, like, talk about art and we talk about, you know, like, arts and crafts and all well, this thing is shaker and here's why and <laughs> all those things. Um, yeah, I think my family has also noticed that I'm just kind of more confident about, I guess, just in general, like, it, having something that I know that I'm good at. It just makes me, I don't know, just like move in the world like I have something to offer.
0: Do you think that that has improved your relationships with your partner or your family?
1: Mm, probably, yeah. I don't know if I've, I haven't really consciously thought about it, but.
0: Has anybody said anything to you?
1: Um, Not that I can remember
0: like for example my wife has mentioned several times how much less stressed i am on a day-to-day basis (laughs) has anybody your parents or your partner said anything that maybe in retrospect you can attribute that sort of slight or great personality shift to to the last nine months here
1: um i don't know i'd like Probably when I'm done. (laughs) It'll be different right now. I'm like very stressed because it's very intense. Um,
0: Fucking angles.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Are art and craft affected by economics and politics? And if Mm -hmm. so, how?
1: I think so. I mean, yeah, I think if I mean, depending on who you are and how how much, like, recessions and all that affects you. And I think if you, if the economy is bad and you don't have any money, like, you're not really going to be able to dedicate yourself to making beautiful things for the sake of making beautiful things. Um, I don't know about politics. I'm, I don't know if I could articulate how that would affect it, but I think that it would. Give it a shot. um
0: there's no wrong answers
1: yeah i mean people make art in response to things all the time um well like a lot of artistic movements were kind of spurred by political movements i think probably most of them um yeah
0: is it possible, do you think, for a person to be a fully realized artist in our capitalist, consumer-oriented society?
1: I think it depends on who you are and how much you have to worry about paying the bills. Um,
0: can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: Well, if you have like generational wealth and you don't have to work for a living, then yeah, you can just devote yourself to making art. For the sake of making art, but if you are someone who needs to make ends meet, there's always gonna be like, oh well, this is my dream project, but this is what people are gonna buy. So I'm gonna have to make the things that people are gonna buy. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of both, but I think unless somehow you're yeah. If you have to worry about paying the bills, I don't think that there is a way to to get away from that.
0: So, it sounds and correct me, I don't want to put words in your mouth. It sounds like maybe what you're saying is that only a rich person could be a full-time artist.
1: Um I guess so. I don't know. And you say it like that. It doesn't really feel like.
0: And I wasn't trying No, to, I
1: know. Um, to, to entrap you. <laughs> I guess yeah. I don't I don't know if that's true, but I think that's how I feel at the moment. <laughs>
0: what what is the first thing you would make if you had no environmental or monetary constraints if you had all the money in the world and you could use any material you wanted without worrying about its environmental impact what would mm.
1: you make i guess i would just like build my dream house mm. and build all the furniture in it and make all the rugs and just like the what was it called? Like the total masterpiece that like architects would do and they would design everything in the home. I think I would really love to do that.
0: I don't know that term. Could you tell me a little um, bit more about that term? Total masterpiece. I, th-
1: I can't remember if that's what it was, but I remember when we were talking about like Frank Lloyd Wright um, and Eileen Gray, how they would, or was it, it was green and green as well. And they would design the house and then they would design the furniture. They would design the curtains and the textiles. They would design like the dishware um And it was, like, this very specific vision that they had. Um, and then the people who were living there would come in and ruin it. <laughs> um, but not quite to, like, that extent. But I think it would be really cool to have, like, a place that I could just, like, fully design and, and make.
0: What would it look I like?
1: I think a lot about, like, my dream kitchen. Um,
0: what would it look like?
1: like i want a window over the sink <laughs> um and like just like bright um i'd want like butcher block countertops and like a little breakfast nook with some stools um just like warm i want lots of wood mm. i love the warmth that wood brings to a place um yeah
0: What color would your house be? Oh,
1: probably green.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If I asked you to make something sacred to you, and sacred can be either religious or atheistic, however you define sacred, you know, maybe your dog is sacred, maybe a relationship is sacred, maybe God is, whichever, Um, what would you make? What, What would be the sacred object that you would make if I asked you?
1: Yeah, I was thinking about this. And I think like when I think about like the sacred objects that I have, I think what makes it sacred is the use. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I could make a new thing that is sacred because like, I don't know, the things that I think of are like cookware. Like, I have a cutting board that I made in high school that I use every day. And that feels sacred to me, but only because I've been using it for so long. Like, just any old cutting board wouldn't be the same or like a handmade wooden spoon that I use. Um, Yeah, I think it, it becomes sacred through its use. So I don't know if I could make something new.
0: So for you, maybe there, it's not about sacred objects as sacred memories.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
0: What kind of object would you make? that you could most easily fill with those <laughs> kinds of memory? Mm.
1: I think, like, the first thing I think of is, like, a bowl or a mm. mug. Um, something that you use every day. Um Like, my favorite mugs are, like, very important to me. <laughs> um
0: Do they trigger specific memories? Like, when you're sitting there having your morning coffee from your favorite mug, are you thinking about, you know, that one time in high school or that one... Mm you know relationship
1: yeah i guess it's just a a collection of everything like every time that i've used it
0: mm-hmm. yeah if you could only have three tools to <laughs> use for woodworking for the rest of your life what are those three tools and why
1: is it like a single chisel or could i say like a set of chisels
0: i mean there's no hard and fast <laughs> rules okay Dan's going to say <laughs> all of my planes, which I feel uh-huh. like is a little bit cheating, but you, know, you you do you. Okay. You do you, my friend.
1: I feel like it's a table saw because it's so versatile. Yeah. Um, table saw. Okay. Do like measuring tools count? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they can.
1: Okay. Cause what are you gonna do without a tape measure? I
0: mean, not much, probably. Yeah, yeah. okay, a
1: tape measure, a table saw. <laughs> and yeah, maybe like a half-inch chisel.
0: Mm, yeah. yeah. I had no idea how useful chisels were. Yeah. I didn't know what chisels were think, <laughs> until this class. Uh, what sensual memory from the shop do you think will stay with you the longest? one particular sight or one particular sound or smell?
1: I think the smell of cutting ash wood. Mm. It's like, it almost smells like red wine. It's like very distinct. And now when someone's cutting it in the shop, like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think because when we were building those tools, we were cutting it for a long time and it was like a lot of figuring and things that were happening. And yeah, I think that's, that would be it.
0: It's a good smell. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Beth and Sandra as your instructors?
1: <laughs> they're just so good, and they're so encouraging, and it's really nice to have two women being the instructors. I wasn't expecting that coming into the trades program. Um,
0: What's particularly nice about having two women instructors?
1: I don't know. I just think it's less intimidating for me. Um... And it's nice, like, having role models that I can relate to and seeing, like, I could do that. Um, yeah.
0: Has that something that has been scarce in your experience?
1: I don't know that I Those have. Those sorts
0: of female role models?
1: Oh. Um, I guess so. I mean, when I think of, like, the people who in, in like, woodworking and metalworking all my like mentors or teachers have been men. Um, So, yeah, I guess so.
0: What about engineering?
1: I think I had one female calculus teacher, but, yeah, other than that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So the last question is not really a question. It's more of an invitation. Uh, What feeling would you like to express? What memory would you like to think about? Or what piece of advice um would you like to share from the last nine months that we haven't talked about or that's particularly important to you um that's Mm. maybe changed you or or made you think particularly deeply Mm. and it really can be anything you know what what is the what is the question that i haven't asked you that you (laughs) would have liked me to ask Mm. and what's the answer
1: okay um I don't know. I feel like you asked a lot of really good questions. Um, I don't know if I can think of anything. Yeah,
0: that's okay. okay. I don't have to. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, my friend. Hey, I appreciate thank
1: it. You.